Welcome to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. This show is your one-stop shop for all things health, fitness, and nutrition, and is brought to you by the team at Pulse Fitness. You can learn more about how the team at Pulse Fitness is helping people live stronger, longer lives by going to pulse.fitness slash podcast. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. I'm here with Coach T. Tatiana Britton and Magic Mike Aguirre. What's up, guys? What's happening? Uh, what's happening? Happening? Happening. Happening. That's the thing, huh? That's what the kids are saying these days. Yes, sir. I learned a new one. What is that? Fit. I like your fit. Like outfit. Yeah, like your fit is fire. That's what the kids are saying these days. Your All fit right. is fire. Is that legit? It's legit, but I mean, it works for you because you got to work on your dad jokes now. So. <laughs> You're a dad, so you have to say stuff like that. That's true. Uh, I guess. Okay. I guess that's fair. Oh, man. Okay. On topic. You guys ready? I feel like this is a very like trainer brained podcast that we're going to talk about or like episode. Like, yeah, it's like a very trainer brain thing. But today we want to talk about form and it's actually kind of a common thing, like even among like How do I put this without, no, I don't care. I'm going to hurt people's feelings anyway. (laughs) Most of y'all's form is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to create a complex on all of these listeners. Everybody's going to come into the gym tomorrow. They're going to be like, my form's bad. (laughs) No, I mean, it's like as a coach, right? We do our best. I don't want to say that we're like form Nazis, but like we do our best to get people to perform a movement perfectly as we can, but that is a struggle. Like sometimes we have to give a little bit and have them develop the skills, the motor skills to be able to like perform an exercise correctly. Absolutely. That's a big challenge. Huge challenge. Well, I don't think that part's challenging. I think it's like the client wanting to actually like slow down. That's challenging. Like I don't mind taking 800 years to teach you a squat. But they don't want to take that long. They'd rather just like do them all incorrectly really, really fast. <laughs> they're just trying to get it over with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. Like they're in the workout. They're like, okay, let's go. And then when you try to start coaching them, it looks like a baby giraffe le- like learning how to walk oh. for the first time. Oh. Bambi. Bambi, yeah. I don't like, think these things about you guys. <laughs> but some of y'all just need to be patient and uh, slow down. Oh, uh, okay. So but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But okay, for our listeners out there, like let's give them a breakdown of why form is important. Like, why did we go to school and learn how to perform these movements correctly? Mike? Well, I mean, the biggest reason is to activate the correct muscle group that you're trying to target. So, for example, you're doing a lat pull down. You have somebody who has 40 more pounds than they should, and they're just leaning back and they're just jerking it down. And you're not even activating your lats at all in the movement. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then they get done doing 10 to 12 reps or whatever it is, and they get off and they're like, "Man, I really feel that in my biceps." It's like, well. My lower back yeah, is Yeah, and my lower me. back is it. Well, it's like, let's take down the weight. Let's do it properly. Let's contract your lats and et cetera. But that's where I think it goes back to them. Just they see it being done and they just want to pump up the weight and they just want to, all right, let's see what we can do here. Yeah. And sometimes like 
yeah, you're kind of cracking me up with, with that. It's <laughs> so matter of fact, the way you said it, but it's so true. And sometimes like as a coach, right, we have a touch. <laughs> Dying. <laughs> She's crying. She is crying. She's laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Oh my gosh, this is the way Mike said it. Like he just experienced it. <laughs> he painted a vivid picture and we all saw it. We all know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> I have to go. I'm signing off. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. Sorry, guys. It's funny. It, no, it's funny because like, trainer brain right like we see these things like we find it funny and other people are like okay this is <laughs> right they're gonna they're gonna be like what is it why are you guys laughing so hard but as professionals who know who know exactly the correct way to do an exercise and then you see it being done totally wrong and it's like we as coaches were like whoa 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 okay we'll help you and we'll never laugh and let you do it wrong no Let's but well up. right we're gonna stop you we're gonna correct the movement but we also struggle sometimes with our clients wanting to move more weight, like Mike is saying, and do the movement wrong. And sometimes there's like, let's be honest, right? People pay us to take them through a workout. So there's an interesting dynamic that exists between us and the member, and we want them to have a great time while they're here because sticking to a program, working out, coming to the gym every day, it's very challenging for a lot of people. So we have to be very cautious in our delivery to somebody to say like, hey, like number one, you're at risk of hurting yourself. Number two, you're not getting the benefit of this exercise. Even though you're moving more weight, you're doing it wrong. Like you're not activating the muscles that we're trying to work on. So it's kind of a very touchy subject sometimes for us where we have to be like, okay, like, listen, <laughs> we need to drop this weight. You need to do it correctly. And we're going to stand here and we're going to coach you and we're going to take you through it and do that and not, not hurt somebody's feelings. And I think it's like explaining to them too, just because you don't come out of here feeling like you were completely destroyed doesn't mean that your workout wasn't efficient. Like they have to know you slowing down the movement, activating all the proper muscle groups, not increasing your risk of injury, and maybe coming out of here not gasping for breath is going to be way more beneficial than you increasing your risk of injury, doing it completely wrong, and not activating any of the right muscle groups, but you coming out like sweating and dying because you were using all this weight. So right. it's like explaining that to them. And obviously all of us do that, but most of our clients, I mean, we have a good amount of clients who listen and don't listen, but it's just understanding that like a workout does not have to just completely demolish you to be effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's totally true. And most likely if you do the movement correctly, you're going to feel it a lot more the next day. Mm -hmm. And if you've been doing the movement wrong and then you change it and you do it correctly, you're activating all those muscles you haven't been activating before. So you're going to be like, whoa, like somebody who's doing the lap pull down, Mike's example, you're going to change it up drop the weight by a bunch of pounds and then you're going to be like, man, I'm really sore. Yeah, my lats are really sore. Like yeah. first time ever doing, being sore doing a lat pull down. Imagine yeah. that in your lats. In your lats. Yeah. And I've had, you've probably all had clients like that. Like I've had some that like had trained forever. You reposition them, tell them where they're supposed to feel it and they're like, oh my gosh, like I've never felt that there. Yeah. It, and for some people it takes different cues too. Like we have to find out when we talk to our clients, like, how are they going to be able to position themselves right to feel this? It's like, we have to figure those cues out. But I mean, I, I think it's crazy you, how long someone will be so, doing so it. So for the listener out there that's not a trainer, what do you mean cues? So like, for some people, they're like, 
kinesthetic learners. They need to be like moved or you have to touch the muscle group that they should be feeling. Or like some people are auditory or visual learners. So me explaining, okay, you'll move yourself to this. You should feel it here. And then visual would be like demoing. So each person learns differently from one of those cues. Yeah. That's what it, you mean, cue. It's You're like giving an instruction, example. but it's a different yeah. way based off of the individual, a different way of giving them instruction on how to perform a movement correctly. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't want to be a hater, but oh, no. no, but but I have I meet with people all the time. Right. They're interested in the gym. They come in and a lot of them come in and they have worked with trainers in the past. And it's always a big concern of theirs. Like, do you guys correct form? And I'm like, well, yeah, like that's why are you even asking me that? It seems like such a no brainer. It's like, yeah, we're not going to let you do the movement incorrectly. You're going to get hurt. Number one rule to our industry is don't hurt the revenue source. I'm not calling you guys a revenue source, but you are. (laughs) You pay our salaries, right? So like, why would we ever do anything that was going to cause you injury? Like from our perspective, that's what what we're thinking. But when I meet with those people, I'm like, yeah, totally. Like, that's a given. You shouldn't need to ask me that. And it goes both ways. So sometimes people come in and they're like, hey, I had this awesome trainer and they corrected my form. And I just want to make sure that I'm getting the same thing here. And then they come in and we're like, whoa, you don't know how to do the most basic movements correctly. You were just being sold some story and we get it. It's hard to get people to perform movements correctly all the time. It takes time to teach them. There's sometimes movements have to be developed slowly until they progress. But trust me, there are a lot of people that have the notion that their trainer that they're working with has them doing movements correctly and they have absolutely no idea how to perform the most basic movements. Yeah. So they have to be willing to learn from like a new trainer or someone else. Yeah. Like be willing to take it a step back, even if they think they've already advanced that move, be willing to step it back so they're going to actually be doing it right. Right. And yeah, like I don't want to hit on anybody in the industry, but that's a very common thing. I mean, you go into like a big box gym that doesn't have very high standards for coaches and you'll see some stuff that is like, man, it makes us like wince. We're like, oh, you're going to hurt that person that they should not be doing that. Mm-hmm. It also gives a bad kind of rap for the industry as a whole because there's a lot of credible, experienced coaches out there who are sharing or coaching solid information and giving out great training. But if you go to a big box gym and you see something that you know is wrong, people automatically associate that's what a coach or someone in the industry, all of them are like. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it goes both ways. Sometimes people come in. And I meet with them and they're like, yeah, I want to make sure that you're correcting form because I had this trainer that totally was like so strict on my form. And then they get in and it's like, no, you have no idea how to perform that movement. And then there's people that come in and they worked with a really good trainer and we're like, oh, yeah, you know how to move. It totally like it's just the way that we would perform an exercise. And you can always tell when somebody's worked with a coach based off of how they move, whether they had a good coach or a bad coach. Yeah. And I think if someone is like listening to this, whether it's someone who's already working out or not working out, like, I mean, I could feel, I could see where people are intimidated to come into gyms because they're like, oh shoot, I am going to perform everything wrong. And like, I'm not going to know what I'm doing. And then someone's going to see it or like laugh at me, whatever it is. 
So it's like, if you are getting started, like, don't be nervous if you're going to be doing something wrong. That's like the amazing part of having a coach is we're going to help you and correct you and not make you feel bad about it. But just be willing to know or be willing to understand that you have to start slow. And the slower that you start and the less weight you start with, it's going to be way more beneficial to you. Because I think of like, I mean, I have a few clients in mind, but I have one specifically who like started her literally from the absolute basics and like the lightest weight. And even she was like, you know, I feel like I could do more than this, but I'm just not going to because I know like this is where we need to start. And like, I know you have a method to your madness. And she's made substantial gains like strength wise, muscle wise, dropping fat. Her form is proper. She feels what she's doing because she was willing to like be patient and trust the process. Yeah. And so I just think like, That's something people need to know is like, it's okay if you don't know what you're doing, you will learn. You just have to be patient and you have to know like, that's why we're so big on form because you're going to get way more out of it in the long run and take less time to get there. Yeah. I mean, question for you guys in your experience, easier for a woman to start slower like that than a guy? hundred percent. Yeah. I think so. Cause I think the ego plays a role a little Mm -hmm. bit. They want to push the weight. They want to move the weight and you got to learn how to move first, Mm -hmm. especially if you want to potentially be able to move more weight. It's a process, but the the movement patterns have to be reinforced, practiced. They have to be correct in order for you to get to where then you can really start to move the weight. And I think that that's a really big issue in gyms worldwide is that you get the guy that hasn't worked out in 20 years and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to feel good. And they go in the gym and they get hurt. Boom. And it might be their first workout. It might be within like their first month, whatever. And then they don't go to the gym anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's all because their body forgot how to perform those movements if they ever knew how to do them in the first place. And they just hopped in. And what the point that I'm trying to get across is if you're listening to this, whether you're male or female, it doesn't matter. When you walk into the gym, you need to leave your ego at the door and do what's going to be best for you long term. Mm -hmm. Working with a coach who's going to recognize that for you and force you to do it, that's going to be a big piece of it, right? It is. I hope people understand that like to get results your form has to come first. It has to, it has to, it has to, it has to. It has to come first. Second is the tempo that you work out at, Mm -hmm. right? Definitely. And then third would be the weight. Yeah. And there might even be some other things we could put before the weight. Like, I mean, it could be body weight exercises. You don't even need to move, move weight Mm -hmm. for doing the, the exercises correctly, but. Exactly. Like people, you could get more like, I don't know. I just think of, you know, we have boot camps here and boot camps can be a tough one because it is fast moving. And so that's like the goal of any of us when we take a boot camp class is like, just get it going, bust ass, move fast. But it's like someone could be doing a body weight squat, focus on what they're doing, engage the proper muscle groups, no weight, you know, and then someone else has like three times as much weight. They're doing this for like a month, you know, that person with a body weight could literally make better hypertrophy gains than the person using all that weight because they're not doing it right. Right. And then it leaves people confused. Like I'm busting butt every day. I'm in here all the time. Why is nothing happening? Say, oh, those are people like say, maybe they don't want to listen when you try and correct them. But, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, you got to be real with yourself. Like 
if someone keeps trying to correct you, your coach tries to correct you, just listen to it. Like you said, leave your ego at the door. It's not to insult you. It's not to like belittle you like you don't know what you're doing. But we want you to get the most out of this and get the most results, especially if you're in here every freaking day. Like you want to get something out of this yeah. and stay safe and healthy doing it. Right. Oh, absolutely. So I think it might be interesting for our listeners because we all, all three of us have different coaching styles mm -hmm. and in different coaching styles resonate differently with different people, right? For me, and you guys are totally different. For me, if somebody's form is terrible, I just tell them, I'm like, that is terrible. Like that is the worst possible movement you oh, can do. My gosh, I know. I know. And I, you know, it's like, those are the people that I'm like, have coached for years. And I'm just like, that was awful. Like, look bad. You're going to hurt yourself. And then we'll work on fixing it. You guys are not like that at all. Mm -mm. And I would never no do that. I would never that. do that to a new person coming in. Like somebody's <laughs> going to listen to this. They'd be like, I'm never going to go there and talk to that guy. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to a new person because I'm going to coach you through it. But like, if it's somebody that's been here for a while and they do something wrong, I'm just like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? I mean, I have a few clients who like know when they do something crappy and I'm like, all right, girl. And they're like, yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dang well, what you're doing. But yeah, no, I never would do that. Right. Zach makes fun of me because he says like my cue or like my go to, but because it's freaking important. Like I always have my like if finger, I'm, one finger. Yeah. Well, no, I have my two fingers two and fingers. I have my hand. Obviously, if like my client's okay with me touching them, but to pull their shoulders back and stand up tall because that's huge. Like you're doing a row, you're doing a squat, you're doing a deadlift, chest press, freaking anything. If your shoulders are up in your chest and at your ears. So I'm always doing that. And that, that's like the number one thing to fix. Just like, oh, squeeze my fingers, pull your shoulders back. Boom. You do. You touch every client. Yeah. I mean, they're all okay with you know, it. Just I touch you, their hearts. I know. I know you do. And mm. and their shoulders and their back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they all have really bomb backs. That's true. I'm serious. Look at all my clients. They got good backs. Strong backs. Strong mm -hmm. backs. Okay. That's Tatiana's signature move, the two finger death touch <laughs> i don't mike, like that name mike, mike what is your signature your go-to move to correct somebody's form i like to use like almost like real world example cues so like if somebody is performing an rdl a good cue i like to make is for like imagining them there's a door open behind them and trying to use their butt to close the door yeah. and for me like that's a big cue where a lot of people are like, okay, like I've experienced that in my life. Like I have something in my hands where the door's open or something. I'm just trying to um, close my butt and that works a lot. And, close and I, my butt. Or close the door with my butt. <laughs> close my butt. I'm a child. <laughs> close the door with my butt. No, but I use a lot of like real world examples like that where people are like, okay, like, and then they activate or. And that um, works. Like some people, yeah, they're like, oh, does. shoot. And it's like, boom. Boom. Yeah. Just like, like that. They did that for years. Yeah, like sometimes I could perform an RDL 10 times and someone will look at me and they'll try and perform it and it's still wrong. And then I use that cue and then boom. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have one. I don't know if I should say it or not, but the it's the stripper one, the, the porn star one, oh. the porn star one. So and it'll be funny because I know I used it on one of our members on like their very first workout and I know they haven't forgotten it, but we were trying to do a deadlift. And they could not figure out how to flatten their back and keep their back straight. They had a rounded spine and I tried everything. I put a post on their back like, hey, you need to have your butt touching, your head touching, your upper back touching this post. Could not do it. I mean, 
everything I could possibly think of. And then I was like, porn star butt. You need to have a porn star butt. And it was like immediately back flattened out, bent over, picked that weight up and been doing the movement correctly ever since. So it says a lot about that person. Like, oh, okay, now I know what we're working with. I'll remember that. Exactly. Yeah. So what I want to say is when you go into a a gym, a training studio, it's totally fair for you to ask, do you focus on form? Do you correct form? Here, it's it's something that's like a no-brainer. It's included with, it's functioning in the background. We're never going to let you do something that is going to harm you, number one. But number two, we're not going to let you get away with a movement wasting your time, that it's not going to be beneficial for you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I don't know. What do you guys think? You have anything else? We covered a, I feel like we covered a, a good amount for just talking about trainer brain and, and something that's not very exciting for most people. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I think it's exciting. I think if you're yeah. listening to this male or female, if you're an experienced lifter or you're just a beginner and you're working with a coach, like we stated before, always leave your ego at the door. And if you come in willing to learn, open to criticism, I mean, not criticism, but feedback. It's constructive like, criticism, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Like positive feedback. I think you're going to have like an amazing experience and great results. Yeah. That's awesome. Just be willing to start at like square one, even if you used to lift 20 years ago or you've always lifted all your life. If there are movements that like your coach wants you to start at, at square one, then just trust it because it's going to get you way further. You're going to get way more out of it. Yeah. And not hurt yourself within the first week of exercising. Which is, what's the point? Yeah. Especially you men listening. I want to leave everyone with this, okay? If you're not a mechanic, you're going to open the engine of your car and you're not going to know how to fix something that's broken. You're going to have absolutely no idea what to do. You're going to be, your mind's going to be boggled. And yet there are people, and we're going into the new year, so there's going to be all these like new year's resolutioners. They're all headed into the gym. And they're going to have absolutely no idea what they're doing. They're not going to have a program, a plan, and they're definitely not going to perform movements correctly. And I would say, seek professional help, please, so you you don't hurt yourself Mm -hmm. and so you don't waste your time. I mean, it's we're in this business to help people. And worst case scenario, if we understand like, hey, we're not the gym for everybody, but if somebody's not going to train here, we're like, well, find a program that works for you. Find somebody that's going to help you. And the worst thing that somebody can do is need to work out, need to lose weight, whatever it is. And they go into the gym and they hurt themselves. And 20 years later, they haven't worked out. And then they're trying to go back to the gym. Right. Mm-hmm. So just find somebody who can help you out. That's all I got for the peeps. Got anything, Michael? I don't. All right. I think that covers it. Super important, y'all. It I is. I hope my clients like are inspired after they listen to this. Oh, uh, we're gonna see the best form we've I mean, ever for seen real. for like the next couple of weeks from our. I mean, clients. I'm pretty blessed. Like y'all, any of my clients listening to this, you guys are all like awesome with your form. And I mean, for the most part, my clients will listen to me, even if I like annoy the heck out of them. I'm like, I'm mm, still not quite there. We're gonna keep tweaking it. They're all really good at listening, so I appreciate that. They all keep. I coming really back. do. Like that's huge. They so all thank keep you coming guys. back. Yep. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Ciao. Thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Living Scottsdale podcast. 
Do you have a question that you'd like for us to answer live on the podcast? If so, all you need to do is head over to the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone and do three simple things. First, leave us a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. In that review, ask anything you want related to health, fitness, or nutrition. And if you want a shout out, leave us your Instagram handle or name. That's all you have to do. Then listen to hear your questions answered live on the next Q&A episode.